tickets? Well, you're coming? Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I'm Casey Krieger. He is Alex Out, and welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P Podcast, a podcast that is back for a little winter update to get you through the holiday season. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. We got a lot to catch up on. We really do. It, it happens. It happens. It sure does. Uh, Let's we'll start by talking about what's going on just all around. Okay. World Cup. It's been a lot of World Cup action the last month or so. Well, literally almost all of it. Yeah, Except we're, in the, we're well, in the finals yeah, now. The, the championship match, uh, mm-hmm. Argentina and France. Yep, at uh, 9 a.m. on Sunday. Who will you be cheering for? Man, I hate to sound like such a basic soccer fan, but since the U.S. has been out of it, I haven't. I don't really have like a rooting team. Me either. A, but a lot of my friends are going for Argentina, though, so I guess by default I'll pull for them, I guess. I'd, I just refuse to cheer for the French. Yeah, that too. That's also a big no. Um, yeah, kind of. I was kind of hoping Morocco was going to make it though. So it was cold. That's why yeah. I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> we were we were watching that game yesterday, and it was like France scored in like the eighty second minute or something like that. And I was like, it's you guys didn't know over. Cole's been to Morocco, and he'd love to tell you about it. Yeah, he he does. <laughs> uh, baseball free agency's been happening. Yeah, how about uh, Aaron Judge? A lot of money getting thrown around. Yeah, no chance. Aaron Judge got, I don't even remember the number. But Is it like 30 a year? Or no, that's it's probably a lot. low. It's a lot. It was like 11 years, nine years. Yeah, what happened to future Red Sox, uh, Aaron Judge? <laughs> I tried to make it happen, man. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, Trey Turner guy, I know he got 350 over 11 years. and then or No, he got 300, and then they gave, uh, they gave Correa 350. Yes, there's and been, they gave Xander Bogarts like 280. It was insane. There's been billions of dollars thrown a lot around in this baseball free agency. The Padres already have one of the best shortstops in baseball, Fernando Tatis, who's going to miss some games because of steroid suspension. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess if you can afford it, why not sign one of the other top five shortstops in baseball? With so what, hap- what happens whenever you have both of them now? Like does one move to like second Fernando base? Fernando Tatis is probably going to play outfield. Okay. Ha- having two, two top five shortstops is a really good problem to have. Yeah, it's... Yeah, just a little bit. The Phillies have the best lineup in baseball after getting Trey Turner, though, which is sounds uh, about right. I heard a team a that just went that. to the World Series just got the second best player in baseball over the past seven years, aside from Aaron Judge. Right. So uh, that that doesn't suck for old Philadelphia. Yeah, they're in a pretty good spot going forward. The Reds have done nothing. If you're wondering, I wasn't wondering, but I'm also not surprised. There's a, there's a rumor we're going to sign our former Reds pitcher. He's like 39 now. Nice. Yeah, we'd be very uh, reddish of y'all, I guess. You know, uh, I'm I'm in the official official opinion of if you're not going to try at least entertain me yeah. and bring back an old old johnny cueto would would entertain me was he like really good with the reds yeah he was in his prime with the reds yeah okay. and then we traded him to the royals and he won a world series okay because uh, we got bad haven't been good since so is next year supposed to be worse then like do you guys have it's a lot of people leaving too? it's not getting better uh, rough yeah just not getting better anytime i mean it's getting better but not next year gotcha a lot, of, a lot of young players, hopefully, next year. I guess we'll see. The NFL's been happening. Sadly, yes, it has. My Titans have been absolutely garbage it's the last few weeks. It's fantastic to watch the Titans crumble okay. at yeah. the hands of Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars okay. just okay. doing whatever they want. The Jags are above LP you guys field. in the standings. I don't care. Uh, Nissan. But I don't care. 
Our, our season's over. Uh, you're just going to get ruined by the Jaguars. If the, if the Jags... If the Jags come back... I want the Jags to win the division. If the Jags win the division, I will buy a signed Peyton Manning jersey and wear it to work the next day. Have you considered a signed Trevor Lawrence jersey? You know what? I'll do that instead. I want both, actually. You have to buy both. <laughs> wear one the first half of the, the yeah, day? Yeah. Okay. You have to wear both. If the Jags win the division... Win. The Jags win the division. If the Jags... I don't know. The thing is, is that like... Watch out for the Texans. Yeah. You gotta give Rex Burkhead 20 carries this weekend. Ooh. Now, we are just such a garbage division. <laughs> like, like the Titans are just, I understand we're still probably going to win the division. Ryan Tannehill has actually been playing pretty well, all things considered. But, you know. Considering that he's a wide receiver. Whatever. <laughs> um, when you fire your GM in the middle of the season, it's just such a bad look. Like, I understand it. John Robinson is not very good when it comes to drafting in the first two rounds for the most part. But, man, like, why do you can your GM in the middle of the season? Like, just wait till the end of the year. You know you're probably going to the playoffs. You know you're probably, you're probably going to go to the playoffs. You should try hiring the- or firing a coach and then hiring a former O-lineman to coach. Yeah. It works really well for some teams, doesn't it? I think it works well for all teams. I think everybody should give it a shot. Well, we'll give uh, Kevin Maway a call here yeah, pretty what's soon. He, what's, he, what's he up to? Is <laughs> <laughs> he, he busy this time of year? Probably not. Him, uh, bring back Michael Roos. Yeah, we'll just get the whole gang. <laughs> I'm so excited. Alex, how are the fantasy football playoffs going to go for you? Stop it. <laughs> wait, he, wait, what? What do you mean? You didn't make I, it? I missed the playoffs. So, like, I was, like, what, one and six, one and seven at one point. Had a really good second half of the season. I missed the playoffs by one and a half games. And then I was really excited because Cody was like, you know, we have a tournament for the losers for the number one draft pick. But that's not actually how it went. So, C- Cody kind of ruined my day, like, half an hour ago. So, I'm going to be picking fifth. How's, I, how's, how's that make you feel? Not great. Especially, like, I... Who are you pulling for in the playoffs? In our fantasy football playoffs? You're pulling for me, right? Yes. You want me to come out okay. on top again? So, since, since I'm not keeping a single player, I may as well just wave my entire team right now, right? If you wave Christian McCaffrey, you better not tell anybody else when you're going to do it. That way we can time this up and I can get him on the waiver wire. Okay. We'll do that right after this. Well, if we put McCaffrey on my team, everybody would be in trouble. Be some collusion. A lot of collusion. I need you to change your team name to the, what is it, like the double-A Archers Ocelots or something <laughs> the, like that? The double-A team. Double-A team Ocelots. The double Archer team. There we go. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. No, fantasy football has been such a struggle this week. And I really thought I had a chance of making the playoffs. But then I got lined up with, like, the best team in our league the last week of the season. And I had a really good week, too. But You didn't play me the last week of the season. Okay, you're like the third seed. We had a lot of buys the last week of the regular season when we could have gotten yeah. to. It doesn't matter. We're not worried. Either way. But not worried. It's been rough. Well, let's talk about uh, Austin, Peace, Austin Peace football team since uh, okay. that's what we're here to do. Yeah, it's been since uh, November 18th since we've done a PK. Yeah, so, so. We, uh, we, and we only got one game to catch up on. And then all kinds of other awards and such. But uh, the Alabama game, uh, well, they're good. Yeah, I, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. However, second fewest points. Mm-hmm. Ever score or get, ever get up, yeah. or no? They've ever scored against an FCS team. Right, held them to thirty-four. Thirty-four. Chattanooga held them to thirty-one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pretty good showing, I'd say. Yeah, and but I mean, I, I thought not the score you want, but you'll take it. Yeah, I think guys played well. D Ford had a pick. Sedarius, or no, D Ford had a fumble mm-hmm. and a, pass, a couple pass breakups. Sedarius Doss had a pick. Had four guys with ten tackles. Mm-hmm. Offense moved the ball. Yeah, just couldn't capitalize. Just but couldn't I mean, score when they got down in there. I mean, that's what yeah. the size really 
makes a difference. I mean, we were able to get within their 35, 25 yard line quite a few times. Yeah, no, like I said, you get down there close and that size is just, uh, <laughs> just a problem. And then as we're driving back from Tuscaloosa, uh, we won an ASUN championship. It's pretty good. We'll take that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird to like realize you were the champs just like on the interstate. <laughs> I can imagine. It was a uh, yeah. It was it was a strange time. Uh, since then, a lot of awards. Yeah, a lot of awards happened. Uh, CSC Academic All District came out, and with the way they changed it, we have more than we've ever had. Okay. We had Nick Carosa, C.J. Evans, Dre McCray, Ethan Myers, Maddie Trujillo, and Harrison Wilkes. Uh, they are all nominees for Academic All America. Nice. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, we pull some of those out. Got it. Another uh, another big award. Third straight season, we've had a finalist for the. Stats from Buck Buchanan Award. Antoine Williams finished 22nd overall. Uh, fourth time we've ever had a finalist. So and they've all been the, in like the past six years. That's a defensive player? Or is yes, that, defensive okay. player of the year. FCS defensive player of the year. <laughs> Love that. Uh, so, I mean, talk about Antoine Williams. Led the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year. Finalist. Like, second in the OV, or OVC. Excuse me. A son in tackles. <laughs> this guy, no, like, no, he didn't play. He played special teams. Right. He was not a defensive like he he was not on the defense last year basically, mm-hmm. and to look at how far he's come, yeah. Whew. I mean, he came in. I mean, didn't he started week one against Western? Yes, right? he started week one. He and that was I mean that was his first start, right? Really, his first like consistent action on defense, and him and Josh Rudolph both did the same thing, and they were both really good at linebackers. So yeah, I mean, we had one of the best linebacking crews in the A side, and yeah. it was our backups are Connor Murphy and Sam Howard. Feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I mean, they'd start at pretty much every a lot, lot of other places, a lot of other places. Uh, speaking of national awards, Chuck Manning was named a finalist for the Stats Performed Door Shops and Scholar Athlete Award. He's the first ever Austin P player to be a finalist for that award. He was the A Sun nominee. He did not win it. It went to um, Dayton, a player from Dayton, mm-hmm. but. Uh, that's an award that's based on, I mean, school scholar athlete award, community right. service, all that. And if uh, you weren't at the women's basketball kids game, the kids game at noon against Gardner Webb, uh, Chuck walked all the way over with all the elementary school kids from Burt. He hung out with them the whole game. He does that every week. So that is part that. of what got him that nominee. He's he's a great dude. Yeah. He deserved that. And uh, like I said, first one ever in program history. Congrats to Chuck. Congrats to Chuck. Chris Cap is our defensive coordinator, associate head coach, was named the AFCA FCS assistant coach of the year. That's quite an honor, I feel like. That's a very big one. Like out of all of the assistant coaches, out of the what hundred and yeah, you got to think how many teams are in the FCS? They all have ten assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. Chris Cap is FCS assistant coach of the year, but I mean, look what the defense did. Yeah, just lights out. Just shut everybody down. So, shout out to Coach Cap. Absolutely. Uh, seven guys were all a son in our first year in the a son. D4, Chandler Curtin, Dre McCray, Matt Rigney, Shamari Simmons, Matt Trier, and Antoine Williams all all picked up all A-Sun honors. And then C.J. Evans was A-Sun All-Academic team, so that's another big honor to have right go. there. It's uh, That was a tough little list to make. Yeah. Only 11 people. Yeah. And it's voted on by the SIDs and the academic staff, so mm-hmm. you got you to gotta be good on the field, but you gotta be got to be good pretty good in the classroom, classroom too, yeah. and C.J. did that. C.J. did that. But then uh, the big ones came. All-America. All-America. Uh, we got the All-America tracker online if you need any of the information. Go yeah. go check that thing Updating out. Updating it oh. well, like pretty much weekly at this point. Yeah, so it's, that's it's, how they're going to come gonna out. It's going to be daily next week. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Curtin was a Hero Sports freshman All-American. A shout out to him. Dre McCray and Antoine Williams were both Hero Sports sophomore All-Americans. And then the latest of the All-Americans was Demetrius Ford. D. Ford, 
uh, second in the nation in pass breakups, passes defended, and um, passes defended per game. He was a third-team selection on the Associated Press All-America team for the FCS. Here we go. Yeah. Shout out to uh, all those guys. Keep up to date with all the new All-America stuff. And uh, now to the teams that are playing. Now to the basketball. To the basketball. Alex. Yes, sir. Women's team. Yep. So um, since it's been a little while since we've done this, <coughs> um, we'll start with when we went to Savannah, Georgia at the Hostillo Hoops Community Classic. Um, not the not the best of showings, but I thought overall we played okay. Um, we started off against Davidson, a team that I know we talked about last time, a team we just straight up don't like. <laughs> Who knew that Austin P and Davidson were going to just become women's basketball rivals? I absolutely love it. I, I was telling Coach afterwards, like or after the tournament, not after that game, that like we need to play them every year going forward. And she's like, yeah, probably. Um, but no, we we drop one to Davidson. We fall forty one sixty two. We just got down really early in that game. And just uh, Davidson's a big team. They play very physical ball. Very uh, fundamental. Very. Very hard extremely. to beat them when you're down. Um, so, no. So, they beat us in that one. And then we come back. We play Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, we beat them 53-46. to 46. Where is Fairleigh Dickinson? Uh, it's in the northeast. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly where. I just know. Northeast. <laughs> Another very fundamental team. Um, they... Don't shoot three-pointers. Um, At all? Pretty much. It's actually insane. Um, so I thought we matched up with them really well because, you know, we don't really shoot three-pointers as much anymore either. I think in that game we were like two for eight from three-point or it was something like that. And uh, I was talking to Coach afterwards, and she was like, yeah, that's just the brand of basketball that we play. We're very physical. We're very tough. We love to run in transition. Uh, so we matched up really well against them. We beat them 53-46. to 46. Uh, Liz Gibbs had tied her career high as a go with 12 points. She had the go-ahead basket with about five minutes left. And like I said, just really back-and-forth game. And then we faced Illinois-Chicago. Um, I know Yamaya and uh, Shamari Tank-Hale, uh, they had one of their best games. I think they both had about 16 to 20 points in that game. Uh, we fall, though, 59 to 62, came down to the literally the very last second. Um, Illinois-Chicago just made a really late basket. That's an Illinois-Chicago team that's very good this year. They were like two – they had two wins last season, but they're like six and one, seven and one already. Not bad. They got a new coach, and they just completely turned around everything. Um, so that was – Gardner-Webb got a little payback after that one. Yeah, Gardner-Webb too. Um, but before we get to Gardner-Webb, oh. at the tournament, uh, Liz Gibbs was the was an all-tournament selection. Woo! Woo! Uh, something Liz definitely deserved. Uh, especially talking about like last year, you know, sometimes her stats won't pop out, but you know, she's a very good leader. Uh, she, she usually defends the other team's best player. Exactly. And she's been doing that all, all this year too, whether it's a big, whether it's a point guard. Uh, so she's been playing really well. So shout out to Liz for getting that all tournament selection. And then back to Gardner Webb. To Gardner Webb. We beat him there last year. We did beat him there last year, but this year it was a great crowd. I mean, honestly, the first thing I want to talk about with that team, the kids game, the kids game. <laughs> it was the largest crowd that we had had in well over three seasons. Um, the kids were rocking all game long. And you can kind of tell, you know, like, you know, they were from Bird Elementary and a few other schools. You know, they, were de- they, were, they had the let's go P chance. They had the defensive chance all game long. And my ears are still ringing. I had so much fun. It was great. If, if I was telling um, Aaron and Cole, I was like, if we could do kids games more often, I'd take the headache every single day of the week. Because it was just so amazing. You're insane. I understand that. It was a great crowd. 
it was, it really it was loud. Was. It was, it was, and it's not like loud. Like I've, like I've been to loud sporting events. Yeah. This was just like high pitched loud, so screechy. which is, which is, which is what really just drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. But overall, um, like I said, Gardner Webb won 62 to 58. Uh, coughed up the ball a few too many times. I think we had about we had 29 turnovers in uh, that game. A few, just a few, just, just a few. Um, you you just can't win like that. You cannot turn the ball over 30 times and win. No, um, and we didn't. So Gardner Gardner Webb got that one. It was, you know, it's only our second home loss in the last two seasons. So yeah, not bad. No, we will we'll see. Let's uh, bounce back here later this week. How but, was your uh, trip to Duke after that? The trip to Duke was really cool, um, just to be able to go to Cameron Indoor Stadium, <clears throat> one of the most historic, you know, college stadiums in the country. The game wasn't that great. Uh, you know, Duke at the time was receiving votes in the a- AP poll, the WBCA coaches poll, and whatever other polls there are. But um, they were receiving votes, and I really thought that they should have been like a top 20 team. They're coached by Carol Lawson, who is a one of the big, one of the biggest figures in women's basketball. She was an assistant coach with the Celtics. She's also coached um, a whole bunch of other places, um, like a couple national championships, a couple of national championships Gold too. Medal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was really cool to see her and just the way that she runs this team. Again, they are a very big team. Their center is six foot six. Um, their point guard is six foot tall. I'm pretty sure the shortest person in their starting lineup was five foot ten, and that was her shooting guard who can really good um no we lose that one 31 to 74 it was tough duke came out in a full court press they played it all game long um oh you mean a former pat summit players team wins because of defense yeah shocker. say right? it isn't so shocker right <clears throat> but but now so uh we dropped that one at duke again it was just a really cool experience for the team you know we were talking about uh in shoot around i know coach was talking about like a lot of the history uh at cameron indoor you know i don't know if anybody listening's ever been there but it's like it has two stories, and it's like on that second story of Cameron, it's kind of like their ring of honor. Uh, so they have a lot of their prominent players. They have pictures. They have, like, the rings and stuff like that just around. So we all got to go, you know, do that, see what was there. Um, but, yeah. And then after Duke, we went to Callaway County. Oh, yeah. And that. Quite a game. It's one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Bad start. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a very bad start. Um, Better finish. So around seven minutes into the game, we were down 22 to two. And I was sitting there and I was like, I'm not having fun. You texted me and said, this might be worse than Duke. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at Duke one point, or at Duke it was 18 to nothing at, at the end of the first quarter, just for context. And um, it, the start to that Murray game was so much worse. We just couldn't find a basket. We turned the ball over, I wanna say seven times in the first five minutes or somewhere around there. And I was like, we, we cannot do this. Um, and then, so we're down 22 to four at the end of the first quarter. And then we just completely turn it around after that. We outscore Murray state 17 to five or 17 to five <coughs> in the second quarter, Caitlin young, former, or she was last year's all OVC player of the year. First team, all OVC of course the country in double doubles. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty good. But so, I mean, she scored all five of their points and outside of that, I think Outside of her in this game altogether, her team shot like 29%, something like that. It was it was. That Murray State team's really good, but we always give them trouble. Yeah. I think they're really good. I think they have really good players. They, are, they have for the past couple of years. I, it's weird they never put it together. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, you got Young, you got Turley, you got uh, Burpo. 
Rhea uh, Sanders Woods has been there for a long time. Right. They got uh, Jordan Hughes from EIU, who was a mm-hmm. starter there for a couple years. They, right. I, and they they're good. I just don't get it. I don't either. They should they should have been. They were sixty in the OVC tournament last year. Something like I think. Yeah. And they should not have been. No, I mean they were. You know, I don't like Murray State, but when it comes to this women's basketball team, you got to tip their cap. To Very them. talented. They really are. Um, and you know, we saw that right out the gate, but you know, we just completely turned the game around after that second quarter. I mean, we were down, uh, we were down by six at the half. And then, you know, it was really like back and forth third quarter. We took the lead for the first time about midway through the quarter. We were down by seven at the end of the quarter though. And that fourth quarter was one of the best quarters of basketball I've seen from this program in the many years I've watched them as a fan and everything. Uh, we score 32 points in the fourth quarter. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, the biggest thing though, 11 for 12 from the field. It's like 91%. And, uh, I mean, you go you go 11 for 12, you go 9 for 11 from the charity stripe. It was just – it was great. It was a lot of fun to see. Came down to the very last second, too. Cause it's like we were leading by six with about two minutes left, and then Macy Turley hits a three-pointer, her fourth of the game. And uh, then Yamaya Johnson goes to the line, seals the deal. Govs beat Murray six times in the last seven chances we beat him. So. Yeah, when they don't get 26 more foul calls than us, they can't really beat us. Yeah, exactly. It was – we'll take it. So, now we're – you know, it was a good good way to answer. I mean, you know, we had lost three straight, but uh, to get that win, and it just means more. And I was – I listened to uh, Murray State's head coach, Rochelle Turner's postgame thing, and she was she was so upset. She was like, we can't lose, you know, to a team like this and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> we, what, what does a team like this mean? Um Sorry, Rochelle Turner. Maybe better luck next year. To the men's basketball? To the men's basketball. We talked about the uh, first game of the Sunshine Slam on the last one. That was the big win mm-hmm. against South Florida at South Florida. Uh, then we went to the semifinals of the Ocean Bracket mm-hmm. down there in the, uh, at the Sunshine Slam. Beat Albany, the Great Danes. Yeah. <laughs> beat beat <laughs> Albany 74-59 to advance to the championship of the, sun, or of the Ocean Bracket. Uh, lost to Bucknell. We're on a little bit of a hot streak there. Came... Cool, cooled off for a second there. Twelve point loss to Bucknell. Uh, you have anything on that tournament? No, I mean, I think one thing, and I know we'll talk about this in a couple of their uh, games that they've had since then. But Cam Copeland led the team with 15 points in that game. He's really played. He's played well, but yeah, I mean Bucknell, not a big name, but they are a really good team overall. Like they're not bad. So, but overall, I mean, it's a good tournament. Came back to the Dunn and played two non-conference games. Lost to Howard by one and then lost to Western Kentucky by one. It's tough to lose twice by two points. It is. Um, and that's a Howard team. Again, that, that point blank, you don't want to lose that game. We went up there and beat them in third place last year at the, very, at the very end, I believe. Right. So they came back and got us with that one. The Western game, we were down. Yeah. I feel like we were down big. We were down, I think, as many as 15 at one point. Yeah, and I... I didn't think I – mean, we came back, and it really surprised me. And because we just weren't playing well. Yeah, so it was with 10 minutes left in the second half, we were down by 14. Yeah. And then we just completely turned it around. Um, Elijah Hutchins Everett had 19 points in that game. And, you know, he was being guarded by uh, – oh, what is Western's big name? Uh, the seven Sharp. Quarter. Sharp. Yeah, yeah. he's from Hopkinsville. So I got to watch him in high school. Okay. Um, I mean, he is tall. I mean, he's seven foot five. He has the longest wingspan in the NCAA this year, and he has since he's been here. But um, Elijah just cooked him all game long. Because I mean, you know, instead of going well, the over, the guy weighs 
like 27 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, Elijah's gotten really good with like, he's like post hook, but you know, you can't use that against a guy who's, you know, yeah, can't throw, it up, six there. Can't throw it up there soft. So it's like, you know, he was doing a lot of spin moves in the post and you just, gotta go through him or around him. And he did a lot of around him and it, it worked really well overall. But now that Western game came down to the very last seconds again. We came had back. Had a chance but, to win it. Had a shot to win it. You did. Um, and I think it was, I think it was Cam who took a last second shot and it, I think it hit rim and it was just, yep. It, it was a good look too, but it's all right. Won the past three after that. We have on a little bit of a heater. Started out with a big win against Tennessee State right here in the Dunn Center. Uh, not in the same conference anymore. Tennessee State still came up here and uh, took that L just like they did last year when Tariq Silver hit that game winner. Mm-hmm. Then we got big wins against Kentucky Christian and Lindsey Wilson. Beat Kentucky Christian 102-57. to Finally got your 100 points. Yeah, we've been waiting for that one. Oh, man, I don't think we hit 100 last year because uh, we had 98 against Milligan this year and last year because, yep. you know, we've gotten the 100-point graphic ready. And then it's like, oh, probably uh, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you did what you were supposed to do against both of those teams. Kentucky Christian, NAIA, I believe. You know, you put up 100, you put up over 100. That's what you want to see. A lot of people got in the scoring column. A lot of people played very well. Uh, same thing with Lindsey Wilson. Definitely could have played better in that game. Uh, a little bit too many turnovers. Probably won't have a little bit better of a shot selection. But, you know, you come away with a win, 25-point win. So, hopefully that prepared you for two big ones. Two very big games coming up. In the before we talk about what's coming up, we're gonna take a break since it is the uh, Christmas season. We're gonna talk about what what's your favorite Christmas movie? Okay, I know I know this is right up your alley. Yes, yes it is. Are you gonna you gonna take oh um, give me your top three? Oh man, um, hot take. I, I think I said this last year. Uh, Polar Express. Oh, see that's in my top three. Yep. Um, the old Grinch. Like how the Grinch stole Christmas. The animated one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, man, what would the third one be? I've got the Polar Express and the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Ooh. First one. Yes. But I like the other two as well. Yeah. And there's a new TV show i got to watch on Disney+. Plus. I've heard about that. Man, I don't know what my third one would be. Elf. It's got to be Elf. I don't mind Elf. Just I don't, I don't know if it's my favorite. Okay. I also don't think I like Home Alone that much. I'll get with you on that one. Uh, like it's I'm not tired of it. Yeah, I don't need to watch Home Alone ever again. I haven't watched it in probably two or three years, mm. so I'm okay with that. I'm trying to think what my dad's gonna be. Like, well, you say Die Hard. Uh, it's fine. Um, I, I might just might just toss another Santa Claus movie on there. <laughs> just put one, two, and three. Just one. We'll go one and two uh, with the Polar Express. Okay. Unless I'm trying to think, I can't even think of it anymore. Yeah, totally blanked. Um, old Frosty movies, the old animated Frosty movies. Not bad. Oh, the old Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Like the claymation or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. We, we try to watch that one every year. That's uh, the one. Oh, no, excuse me. I've messed up. I forgot number one. Charlie Brown Christmas. Ah, okay. That's number that, one. That, yeah. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. That's Merry number Christmas. one. Then it's Santa Claus. <laughs> then it's Polar Express. Okay. So outside of movies, do you guys have any like Christmas traditions that you guys have always done? No. I think the only one that we really have is, like, we always open up a present on Christmas Eve. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I don't even know how that started, to be honest. We've just kind of always done it. Um, so it's like me, my brother, sister, mom, and dad. And it's like we all have to pick what present the other person opens. So it's like last year I made my sister open up, like, a random pair of socks that I knew my dad had gotten her. But um, 
Instead of that, yeah. We we do not open things on Christmas Eve. Fair. Maybe it'll, it's supposed to be cold on Christmas. Is it finally? It's not supposed to be seventy like no, it was it's last be year. Cold. It's good. It's, I don't know if it's gonna snow, but it's gonna be cold. Yeah. It it's been like over fifty the last few Christmases, and I've just been so disappointed. <laughs> I, I and I think it's because it it snowed. It was at some point when I was in in high school. And we got like an inch of snow on Christmas. It was like the first time in my life I'd ever seen snow on Christmas. We got we got a lot. I think I was in college. Mm-hmm. I went, obviously, I was at home. And I don't remember what year it was, but we got a lot in Johnson City one year at Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's nice. We love a white Christmas. Moving on. Tennis schedules came out last week. Tennis schedules did come out. Um, a lot of good teams that both of our tennis teams are going to play. As I am pulling it up right now. So just going over some of the highlights, especially for the women. Um, so the women are going to open with back-to-back road matches against Middle Tennessee and Western. Those are two pretty good teams. I mean, we've played very well against Western in recent memory. Uh, Middle's a team we've been playing. We play them very close. I think we lost to them like 3-4 last season. Um, and then we play, you know, former OVC rivals like Belmont, Murray, SEMO. Uh, we have another trip to Louisville. Uh, that's Lowell. Team Louisville. Lowell. Louisville, um, and then so we open conference season on March 17 at Queens, and then we go to at North Florida. One thing I really like that we did with both tennis schedules is we have two really long home stretches in both of them. So it's like the women have one, I think it's like a four-match non-conference homestand, and then it's like whenever they get to conference, it's like March 24 through April 2nd, they play four straight at home. Gives people a chance to come out, support the Govs. You know, it's your first season in the A-Sun, and it's a good team. Uh, Maria, new head, this is her first year as a head coach. For the women. For the women, yeah. Um, you know, she's got a really good team. We've got a lot of really good freshmen that we talked about all throughout the fall, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. And then it's for the men. We have a lot of similar opponents that we've had in years past. I know we play, you know, we, you know we'll play like Lipscomb and stuff like that in the conference season. But we'll also – I think they also play, like, middle. Um, is the A-Sun a better tennis conference than the OVC? In the me- for the men, yes. For so, the men, yes. So, it's like for the men, um, I think they had two teams that were ranked at one point last season. Okay. Uh, for the women, it's a little it's a little bit better in the OVC. So, it's like in the OVC last year, it was like us and SEMO. Right. And it was like outside of that, it was like – you know, Murray's, Murray's okay. okay. Belmont's eh. EIU's not very good. TSU. But it's like for the women, it's like Florida, you know Florida Gulf Coast is good. You know Stetson is good. Lipscomb uh, seems like a tennis place. Yeah. Um, their me- I think it, it, their men's team was the one that was ranked last year. Okay. But for the women, I'm not really sure off the top of my head. Um, so overall, yes, I'd say it's a better tennis schedule or tennis conference. We got baseball schedule today. We did. Literally hours ago. Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you, 20 games against teams that finished last year in the top 100 in the RPI. Dang. Yeah, we might have the toughest road stretch in program history. There's a seven-game road trip. So the Cavs open the season with three against Illinois State, then host Southern Illinois. After that, the next seven, three at Dallas Baptist. uh, That's a top 25 RPI team. One at Vanderbilt. That's a top 10 RPI team. Mm -hmm. And then three at Oklahoma State. It's another top 20, probably top 15, top 10 RPI team. Yeah. Wow! All on the road. Yep. It's uh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You're not going to get better if you don't play those teams. But we're out to make a statement. It's tough. 
It is. It is a tough stretch. And then you've got some uh, you, – you've got Southern Indiana. You've got a four-game series with Purdue-Fort Wayne. Western Kentucky, then you've got the A-Sun scheduled, North Florida Liberty. Liberty is a tournament team. You've got a home-and-home uh, home with Murray State, home-and-home home with UT Martin. Uh, it's a good baseball conference. Good good little baseball conference. Those Florida schools are obviously always good at baseball. Jacksonville, Stetson, Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, you, then at the end of the season, you've got a couple more midweeks in there to – Tennessee, number one in RPI last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, your last two midweeks are the best team in the country from last year, which was Tennessee. They won the most games in the regular season, number one in all the polls. And then your last non-conference midweek is the national champion. Hmm. Whole miss. So Not bad. Yeah, tough. Tough schedule. But got to do what you got to do. Sure do. I mean, you know, Coach Fanning is – They're not afraid. No, he's not, not afraid, afraid whatsoever. Not afraid of it. Uh, Hall of Fame class came out for the 2023 Austin P. Hall of Fame. Uh, soccer's Tatiana Ariza, finally. First ever uh, women's soccer. I mean, you want to talk about somebody that holds records. She, she would like, if you cut her records in half, she'd still hold the records. So she has 24 overall records. So, she, so between single game, single season, and career, it's like 24 out of – I mean, probably like twenty-seven. Pretty much like all it, the non-goalie records. She's, she's got. got them. She's got. Them. And she's. And the thing is, they're not even close. Like second place is like half. If you maybe. cut her goal total in half, I think she still has the she goal is. record. She does, which is insane. And it's still by like five or ten. It's nuts. Uh, Anthony Bradley, that is a uh, men's golfer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, men's golfer. Play, he went to regionals a couple times, uh, won some OVC titles. So, good to see him get in there. Jordan Hankins from the baseball team. He won a lot of championships. He got to play on the U.S. collegiate team, which got to go down. I believe they played in Cuba. Or maybe it was uh, maybe Puerto Rico. There's a cool photo of him in the baseball office uh, of him playing in that game for the U.S. collegiate national team. So, that's cool. Uh, Johnny Williams, who was a track and field, men's track and field runner back. We had men's track and field back in, what, the 70s, yep. 80s? Yep, 76 to 78. Yep. He was a... Uh, National was he? He was well. so he had uh, three gold medals. Yes. at the OVC Outdoor Championships, he was the OVC Outdoor Track and Field Athlete of the Year in 1976. Also competed in the NCAA Track and Field Championships in 1976 as well. And finally, Dr. Bruce Myers, who was the uh, faculty athletics representative for, I mean, a long, a long time. How many years? Nearly 50. Nearly 50. So that uh, for those of you who don't know, every uh, I, I, get, I assume every there is a faculty member that is the athletics representative back to the rest of the faculty. Mm-hmm. So right now it's uh, Dr. Taylor, and it was Dr. Myers, and he still uh, keeps the book at all the men's basketball games. So he does. Shout out! Shout out to the whole Hall of Fame class. We'll have a big party for you next month. Two months. Feb- February. February. Like February. February third or something like that. Yep. Be there. You can get your tickets. Yep. Get I them now. Buy, buy them online now. Don't have to call Tar anymore. True. <laughs> I'm sure she's very I'm grateful sure for that. I'm sure she's thrilled. Thrilled about that. All right, let's talk about what's happening in the next couple of weeks. We'll uh, probably not going to do another one before Christmas because I'm going home, and then you've got, and then you're going home. So we'll probably do one what first week of January ish. Sounds good to me. Right, right about then. So we'll keep, we'll get you up to date all the way until then. The men on Friday, that is tomorrow, December 16th, at Murray State for a uh, fairly big basketball game. Yeah, against the old racers. Against the racers. What time's that, Alex? Um, it's at seven, I believe, because it's on the back end of a doubleheader. They're still doing. They're still running the doubleheaders there because they doubleheaded your game, right? Yeah, they did because it was like so. We played Murray, and then they played like Chicago State, 
and I think the women, I think their women might play Chicago State beforehand too. It's something weird like that, and I'm, it is what it is. Um, but that thing with that Murray State team, you know, they have a new head coach because McMahon went to LSU. Um, it is at seven o'clock, by the way. They have one returning player from last season. Isn't it like the walk-on with the goggles? Yeah, the fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, who doesn't play? Yeah, but um, Murray State team. They beat Texas A&M when they were ranked in the top 25 this year, and then they proceeded to lose to UMass. Yeah, then they beat Chicago State by one. Well, see, when we were at that Murray State, like, we left right around halftime, or I think it was, like, about eight minutes left in the first half, and uh, they were down 30-11 to 11 to That's Chicago State. Chicago State was, a, good. was one of the bottom 15 teams last year. Yeah. So they come back, they win that one. Um, and then after Murray State, what I would say is, Probably your second hardest game of the season because you played Purdue earlier. Earlier, uh, maybe the hardest. I'm gonna say because Tennessee is number one in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency, they are the hardest game you're gonna play. Okay. Purdue might be ranked higher, and okay. Purdue might be a better team, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody's harder to play against than Tennessee. Yeah, I mean that. De- I mean they they lost a guy that was like running the defense because Schwartz went to be the head coach at ECU. Right. They are they are long, and they are hard to score on. Yeah, they are. And that's and, a tough game. And they've been, I mean, I know Tennessee dropped, you know, they fell to Colorado like a month ago or whatever it was. And then they, they bounced back and beat Kansas. Yeah, they just haven't lost since, if I'm not mistaken. I know they've lost once this year. They're, yeah. Like I said, that defense is just. They're so good. It's, it's tough. Uh, OVC play. O- OVC, I did it twice. Oh, come on. A-Sun play. Yep. A-Sun play starts right after that. The Govs, uh, first ever A-Sun men's basketball game at Queens on December 29th. And then uh, a little New Year's Eve action. Down mm-hmm. in Jacksonville against North Florida. So, uh, how are you going to start your New Year's? Watching the Govs beat North Florida? Yeah. That's what you should do. And then uh, after that, the Govs will be home. Uh, they'll play Florida Gulf Coast in the first A-Sun game in the Dunn. It's Ever. At 1 p.m. Ever. Um, so, that's January 5th. And then two days later, they'll play Central Arkansas at 7 p.m. And that's the back half of a doubleheader. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The women have a pr- – um, so, the women are – so we're at UNC Asheville on Wednesday. No, you're not. No, we're home for UNC Asheville. Knew what I meant, not what Same I said. Same time, uh, yep. men are playing Tennessee. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we tip off against UNC Asheville at 2 p.m. And then after that, I mean, we're off for a bit. Uh, we're off until the new year. Yeah, nice little break. It really, we've, we've done a really good job with these breaks this season. Yeah, women's basketball, in the years I covered, it always had a nice little Christmas break. Never had to rush back too mm-hmm. soon. But uh, always got some time to go. <laughs> yeah. The men, uh, not the case. No, no. Um, so after Christmas, after the new year, uh, we are at Queens on January 2nd, and then we'll go straight from Queens. We'll probably head down to Atlanta, um, cause we play Kennesaw state on January 5th. Uh, that should be a good game. And then like I talked about that double header, we will host Stetson at 2 PM for our first a sun women's game in the Dunn center. Double, it's the only double header of the season, isn't it? I believe so. Uh, if, if we have another one, it's like one more. That's the uh, that's the day to come to the Don. It is. Just come, come watch two for one. Two for exactly. one basketball. There you go. Got anything else about uh, what's going down? I don't think so. All right. Well, Katie, Katie Etheridge, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shardy Husband, Trey Price, they have all the community service opportunities for you to student athletes. You guys are at home, so enjoy the holidays. But, hey, do some good. Do some good while you're back at home, you know? Yeah. But if you are in town, if you're here, you should come to Dunn and support these, uh, these basketball teams while you're here. Can you steal some Govs Cup points now that class isn't in session? I don't, I don't know the rules know. on that. Uh, if you can, you should. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, come, come watch some basketball if you're, if, you're, if you're hanging around. It'll be fun. Alex, 
How do people follow us on social media? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P Governors. And shout out to Robin and Maddie. Uh, both of them traveled with me up to Murray State, and they both got a lot of great stuff. Maddie had a great photo gallery. So if you haven't seen that, uh, make sure to check that out. Robin also put out a great video for it. Um, they've been super busy. Also, uh, Robin's graduate assistant, Ethan. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, been, he's been doing a really good job. They're staying too. busy, too, because you know what's in like six days. What's in Football six? signing day. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Busy busy times here in, uh, here in Clarksville. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go p.com for dates, news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Nick Petroni, Alex, uh, Chris Austin, myself. That's where you can get all of the information you need. Uh, you can also get tickets there. Yep. Uh, but there's, there's, there's sad news in the ticket land. Uh-oh. Our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell, has, uh, has moved on to a new job in the SS&E family. So, uh, Ripped, he, Johnny. But not he, really ripped. Yeah, he's gone, but like he's still here. Yeah. But he just doesn't work for us. He's like, just like down the block. Yeah, he just works for uh, F&M Bank Arena, I think, now. Yeah. Instead of us. So... Uh, that's what old Johnny's doing these days. And uh, regardless, call the ticket office. And uh, 931-221-PEAY, that's 7329. They'll take care of all your ticketing needs. Whoever picks up the phone, Justin, George, uh, maybe Parker will even answer and talk to you. Probably not. Uh, but yeah. Maybe. Alex? Yes, sir. Tell everybody about the basketball tickets. So uh, you don't want to miss a single uh, minute of men's and women's basketball. You know, we both have, you know, we have that UNC Asheville game coming up. But conference season just around the corner. You can still get your season tickets. Yeah. Um, so we, we still have season tickets. We have courtside. We have general admission. We have a weekend package. And I believe we have a special conference package dropping here pretty soon, too, that you want to keep an eye out for. If you get the season tickets now, you're still getting your money's worth. Exactly. So we still have a lot of basketball to play. We also have the VIP Total Gov package, which includes a season ticket, food and beverage to all men's basketball, women's basketball, and baseball games this season. Definitely so. still getting your money's worth. Absolutely. So get your tickets now. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website, letsgop.com, backslash podcast, the newly redesigned letsgop.com. If you haven't very, looked at that, go check clean. that out. Very uh, very nice-looking website, if I do say so myself. Uh, give us a rating or review on the podcast. Alex? Yes, sir. How many stars? I'd say five. Five stars. I want to suggest a guest or less, Nova Local or on-campus event we should shout out. Tell us your favorite Christmas movie. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Uh, Shout out to everyone that is listening to this podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog in the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog on my